0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parventier, back from vacation, here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And returning, also not from vacation, but from a new relocation, Billy Holiday. Hello there. And uh, it's been, I mean, I know it has not only been two weeks since our last actual show, but it feels like forever since I've recorded, done anything game related. So unless you guys really have something you want to talk about, I'd like to jump right to the game.
1: I, I've got nothing that people want to hear about. I mean, it's 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 all hard times and and sadness and adult responsibilities and crushing defeat after crushing defeat. Um, I mean, we we could we
2: could go on and on. You want to skip the game? Well, it's it's not really up to us anymore. The people demand that we talk about newer games. Actually, you know, we haven't done this in a while, and I was going to read this question later on in the show, uh, but I think it has something to do with this a little bit and this is from mr mr jigglesworth Mm -hmm. and uh he writes in to say long time listener first time submitter i love the show and everyone's personalities and how well they work together the things i like about the show is how well you talk about the game most podcasts talk more about the value than they do the game you guys talk about the game and break it down extremely well another thing i liked or did is the beginning where you talk about what you're playing. I liked hearing that not only are you playing retro games, but current games as well. It was good to hear that you can play both. And in addition, gave me ideas of maybe what I should try. I'm sorry to hear that maybe that part's leaving the show. I'm sure I'll enjoy the dedicated show and what you're playing, but I wouldn't mind if it went back to the original way, or if you just did both. Thanks for keeping the show going. And it really is the best podcast and is the highlight of many of our weeks. Oh, so there you go. We fucked up. That, we- uh, I mean,
1: that, that's but that's been like a, a very divisive thing. Remember, we had people early on—well, not early on—continually complaining that that was there to begin with. Like people wanted time stamps so they could skip it. Yeah, yeah, that's and, why. It's and all on kinds of things. Episode. So, I mean, I, what do you want? What do you want from us? I mean, it is conflicting. When we did start this, people
0: really didn't seem to want uh, that section as overall. And then I felt like we were just like rambling about current games and wanted to hear about and they only wanted to hear about the game that's in the title but uh, truthfully the last two weeks uh, have been very busy for most of us um, Jeremy still got a relatively new job Billy has moved for a position uh, and I have uh, was on vacation so I really haven't played anything very current I you know I'm, I'm still working my way through Dragon Quest 8 didn't think anyone wanted to hear about that anymore um, but we will we will have that back on the show it's not like we removed it uh, just based on what we've been doing lately it's been uh, easier to have other intros. If I know there's a guest coming on, it's easier to have another intro than talk about what they've been playing too, because they weren't ready for that. So uh, it's not gone. It just won't be on every episode. It really depends on what's going on around us and our schedules, because we're also doing five of these shows a month, if you include the bonus shows. So other than the actual games we're playing for the show, sometimes could be uh, could be a little f- few and far between, unless there's an amazing game uh, that I'm excited about. So I, that's why it hasn't been here, but we will have it back in the future. But uh, unfortunately, then you're not going to enjoy this episode because we're not going to talk about any more of what we've been playing. Instead, we're going to jump right into today's game Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu for the TurboGrafx 16. So Jeremy, I know you covered the NES version of Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu on our YouTube channel a long time ago, uh, which I will link in the comments for this episode, but uh, is that a game that you had owned before or did you find it for the purpose of a video review?
2: No, it was actually one of the very first games I rented back when I was a kid. My my dad had got our very first video store uh, sub or whatever you call it, membership. You got a membership card. And it was just this super sketchy place, you know, mom and pop place next to the big lots down the road. All the all the shelves were homemade and, and, you know, rickety. And instead of having like boxes behind the videos, you know how they blockbuster did that stuff. Or if something was in stock, they had like a ring key underneath it on like a little post it thing or something. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, we had
1: uh, we had like the card system. Uh, yeah, at, at My my local one, which also was a very haphazard, homemade uh, video
2: store. Uh, I miss that. I really miss that. I, I did, a- I,
1: you know, my, my favorite thing about it was, was like I was there one day when one of the shelves completely collapsed. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's a fucking damn. Yeah, that's some fucking homemade video store shit. Um, but yeah, uh, it, yeah, we had the card system. Well, tell me more
2: about this. This key ring business. <laughs> It was just, you know, that kind of really flimsy key ring that you'd have, like, on a, you know, shitty pair of keys or something. And, uh, you know, the round part. And, and it, they just had it, like, on a little sticky thing that you'd stick into like, poster poster board or something. And that was how you knew if something was in stock or not. And for a lot of the NES games, most of them had been stolen, I'm going to guess. You know, the, the good ones that everybody wanted was just never in stock. And so this one was there. And it was called Jackie Chan's Kung Fu Kung Fu. I didn't know who Jackie Chan was. But the game on the back didn't look half bad. So it was a complete just random rental, didn't know what I was getting got home. And what a surprise it is just a, a lovely little NES side scrolling action game. And for the longest time, I thought that was the only system that it was on. Until later on in life, I learned that the original version, I guess is on the turbo graphics.
0: Actually, the original version is the NES version.
2: Oh, is it the NES? It oh, I and thought then, the Turbo man, Graphics one came it, first. But it's
0: a Hudson Soft game for the NES, and so therefore, you know, since Hudson Soft was the Turbo Graphics game maker, when it came time to come out with with titles for the system, there were a lot of things that were pulled from previous systems. One of those was Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. Now, I am willing to bet that n- neither of you, including me, I-, I did not play this on the Turbo Graphics. But Billy, had you played it on the NES or Turbo Graphics before this podcast?
1: I had not on the NES and. If, if you've listened to this podcast any length of time, you would know I have not played it on the TurboGrafx, and you will know why. The fact that we are reviewing a Graphics game was a little scary for me coming into this. Uh, the, track, the track record's not great. But no, I, I did not know this was a game that existed, yet again, until it was, was brought up to review. Uh,
0: now, Jeremy kind of hinted at this. He didn't know who Jackie Chan was at the time. I'm sure by now he has learned who Jackie Chan was. Were either of you Jackie Chan fans for any amount of time? I would say I was for about (laughs) like a week. I don't know when it was. It was like when Rush Hour came out, like when all the crossover movies came out where he showed up with like as a buddy movie. And then I went back and watched a bunch of his Kung Fu movies for like like two weeks, me and a friend of mine, Perry would just watch these movies. We're like, oh, these are great. And then for whatever reason, we just went to something else. Motorcycle movies, I don't know. So it wasn't like I had like collections of jackie chan movies but i knew who jackie chan was
1: oh i i i I, I, I have very little at the time this game came out i would i would have had no clue no clue at all not till rumble in the bronx
2: Uh, for me i i didn't know who jackie chan was at all until rush hour came out i didn't watch kung fu movies as a kid it wasn't really my thing but finally when that did hit i was like that's that guy that's in that video game that I played as as a kid, and it kind of started to make sense, even though this game doesn't really have much at all to do with Jackie Chan other than Jackie Chan being in the game, so you know it it was still kind of like, why is Jackie Chan in this game at all?
0: solely because he was a name he was a kung fu name and they got the license and they thought let's make a game that's based on generally just jackie chan sort of action kung fu movies they aren't based on a specific movie it's not like it follows the plot of a specific movie or each stage isn't based on a on a movie they're just it's just a kung fu game that uses some of the some of the likeness of jackie chan it looks a little bit like him the turbo graphics version is basically the same game as the nes it's slightly different so if You've seen our video of, of the NES version, or if you're one of the seven people who had played this game on NES uh, and rented it from the same place Jeremy did, it, it is, uh, you know, a side-scrolling action game. It's very reminiscent to the original NES Kung Fu, but with a much more standard, later-era NES level set. You know, the levels are longer. Sometimes you actually go multiple screens, inside doors. Like, it's not like it's a, a Metroidvania by any means, but it's also not just walk one side of the screen to the left on every level, right? You You, you actually have to... To traverse the level, sometimes it requires you going up. There are some auto-scrolling sections. There are sections where you have to like make sure you jump on specific platforms to not fall down screens or to your death. It, it is uh, you know, a pretty standard platformer. But on the NES, uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, the TurboGrafx version is the same basic game. It's the same number of levels, same bosses, same gameplay style, but the graphics are definitely enhanced for the TurboGrafx. I would say they're better. You know, I guess it's a, a, a choice of opinion. But what's not up for debate is that the soundtrack on this game, specifically the TurboGrafx-16 version, is absolutely incredible. I loved playing this game, just turned the sound up the whole time. It's it's almost the perfect example of a TurboGrafx um, action game soundtrack.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can get much better. Even the NES, like, it, it sounds good. It's a good sounding game. I think, you know, the voice samples and stuff are pretty bad on the TurboGrafx, but they're there. But yeah, the music is, is a big highlight and even just talking about the the graphics like it is a fairly large jump from what the NES game is like this is like comparing an NES game to a, a super NES game the characters are a little bit bigger everything's way more colorful it sounds better but at the same time you can't discredit that NES version it is even though it's it's a more a simple looking game it's still got some pretty big character surpri- sprites like that surprised me as a kid like usually you you know we were used to these tiny little NES characters just running around everywhere but like everything in Jackie Chan on the NES is a large character a large character sprite and even the bosses were huge for the time and on the of course on the turbo graphics everything is is just pushed up to 10 yeah,
0: it's definitely more colorful on all the on on all the characters mm-hmm. including Jackie Chan but also the, even the just the regular stock characters in a level are are very brightly colored and very well
1: animated um, oh yeah it, I mean, it, it goes without saying. I mean, this game's a looker. I, it's that's one thing you notice early on, like the from the facial animations to the enemies. I, it's 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 a nice looking fucking game. And you know, yeah, Turbo Graphics sixteen. Yeah, they they we've we've done some games for it, and usually the only good thing I can say is that it looks nice. But this is even for the Turbo Graphics. I dare say at least the character models on here are are a cut
0: above. Like we said, this is not based on any specific Jackie Chan movie or, or theme. It's just a kung fu game. And therefore, they found, you know, a Kung Fu star that was a name that was recognizable they could make a game on. It's Jackie Chan. So the story for this game is as basic as you can get for a Kung Fu game. Uh, your girlfriend, Josephine, was captured by the evil sorcerer. So Jackie is sent on a mission to get stronger through five levels of intense training by his master and then take on the sorcerer to uh, to save his girlfriend. So, uh... You know this game is is it might as well be the it's the story for the Kung Fu NES game. It's it's basically just as simple. Um You go through five levels, like we mentioned, but each of these levels is multiple sections. So each each level could be ten different sets of screens. They're not single screen areas. Sometimes they scroll left to right. Sometimes they scroll up to down. Sometimes they auto scroll. But they're all fairly short. It reminds me of of uh kind of like a uh, it it actually kind of reminds me of, of like the short level sections of like a. Like a Hollow Knight, right? Each, each section of Hollow Knight is a very short series, and then you get to the next screen. It's kind of like that for level lengths. You know, it's, you know each, each screen you're going to spend a couple minutes on at that, but each level is five to ten of those, uh, with a boss fight at the end. Um, because it's a turbo graphics game, you only have two buttons uh, that actually do anything. So other than moving with the D-pad, the two-button attacks, and the one-button jumps. Uh, If you are in the air, because jump will will make you jump fairly high. If you hold it down, you'll jump higher. If you hit down, you'll dive to the ground very quickly. If you attack while you're in the air, you do a jump kick. Very basic stuff. Uh, However, you do have some special moves to help you on your way. So uh, when you first get into the game, you'll notice the UI is there. So you have your life bar at the bottom. It's six blocks long. Uh, You have what looks like an infinity sign, which is where it's going to show your special attacks, which we'll get into shortly. Uh, Then it has what looks like... Uh, well, you realize it's a wave, and there's a five next to it. That's how many, quote, psycho waves you get. A psycho wave is an attack you do by holding down the attack button until your character flashes and let go and he shoots this beam forward. It does a ton of damage, and it can hit multiple things, but you can only use, use it five times. Then you have to regenerate it. You can either regenerate it by... Mm-hmm. Collecting orbs, because there are blue orbs that come out of almost every character you kill. If you get 100 of those, it'll refill one of your Psycho Waves. Or there are bonus areas where you can earn more Psycho Waves that we'll also talk about. But generally, the Psycho Waves to be used is like a move of last resort. But at the same time, don't forget about them. Because they aren't impossible to refill. And you should use them when you need to to get through some some tough sections. Uh, This game... Is tougher than the NES version because a lot of enemies take multiple hits. Apparently, in the NES version, most enemies do not. So there are sections where you'll be fighting one or two guys, and other guys will jump in, or things fly across the screen. And you have to hit them, mm-hmm. and that's where you want to use those psycho waves. You want to use them when you're surrounded, or at least ha- have a series of enemies in front of you. Because even though you have a six blocks health, a six block health bar, you only have one life. There are no extra lives in this. Instead, you have to continue, which does thankfully work. Uh, as, as leniently as possible. So if you die on a screen you start at the beginning of that screen unless it's a boss. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you if you're in a you know a, a two minute screen, you die at the end oh well, you lose that two minutes, but that's it. you go back to the beginning of the screen, not the beginning of the whole level. So if you're at the boss yeah. and you die, you start at the screen in front of the boss. So you got a little bit of an area to do, you know uh, fight through a few enemies and then get to the boss. that's that's not bad at all. Uh, but you only have, uh, I want to say four continues at the start of the game. And you have to earn more by finding them in these bonus areas. Um, the bonus areas are found by, when you're fighting enemies, you'll hear like a bell sound. And it, that means if you kill that enemy, they'll drop an item that shoots you to a bonus section that are kind of like little skill games, collect fruits or knock a, a stone around so you, you hit flowers or whatever. And at, if you do those objectives, and it's a very short time when to do it, you'll see like a, a series of power-up bars go. So if you like if you collect ten fruits, the first three fruits fill up the first bar, and then five more fruits fill up the second bar, and then the next one won't get filled up because it's seven fruits or whatever, but that gives you extra continues, or it will refill your psycho waves, or it will give you extra health back. So that it's it's fairly easy if you kill everything or know where, you know, listen for that bell sound to to get to those bonus rounds and kind of Collect as many continues as you want to, uh, which is important because, again, some of the later sections, you can die fairly easily. There are sections that are covered in lava, which is very standard for these kind of games. It doesn't instantly kill you, thankfully, but you'll keep bouncing around in the lava until eventually you do die. Uh, and there are not—to uh, refill your health, it's not that it refills at the end of each, each room or each section. You have to find health pickups uh, like the rest of the power ups we're going to talk about, are stored in little green frogs that you have to gotta kick. Punch those
2: frogs. Yeah, punch, punch the, the shit yeah. out of those frogs. And yeah. they will, they will drop to. a power up for
0: you, including a little red bowl that fills up two of your six hearts. So you got to play. I think you have to play fairly conservatively, at least until you've memorized the levels. But if you do that, you'll probably get through half of this game with no problem, even if you don't find those bonus areas.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll say the bonus areas in this. In comparison, we, we've done Sonic games in, in in the very recent past, which, you know, are are notorious for having the worst possible bonus stages. I, I,
2: I thought the bonus levels on here were, were downright enjoyable. You know, you were talking about what this game kind of reminds you of. It reminds me of Super Adventure Island for some reason on the Super mm-hmm. NES. I, I can't really say why. Maybe just because of how short the stages are. And I think that's even more so on the Super NES. But, like... <sighs> it's, it's hard to compare the two. I'm going to be talking a lot about this, the NES version, not the super, NES, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. the NES version of it. Cause that's the one I know the best. The NES version is definitely easier. And it feels like it's a little bit tighter, I guess. I don't know if it's because just the way the characters are designed, they're not as big or something like that, but it feels like it's easier to take out enemies and like their hit boxes aren't like inside of them there's a lot of times on the turbo graphics where it feels like you have to actually hit inside of the enemy to make it register or the the nes version you're you feel like you actually make contact with them if you just you know touch them but overall i think the nes version is a lot easier but i kind of want to play the turbo graphics version like it's just got that super adventure island feel to it of having these all the little sections of the stages are just quick enough and fast enough that you want to keep yeah. moving along just to, to see what's next because there's a lot to see in it even though it's not a very long game.
0: You know, it's only 5 levels long. You can find a not even a, a like a speed run, but a regular long play of this game is 40 minutes long. And it like I said, the first time I played this game, I wasn't killing everything so i didn't find all the bonus areas when i did find one i wasn't quite sure what to do it does tell you but again you have a a small time frame so if you for example one of the early bonus rounds is jumping on these clouds to get fruits but if you miss a cloud then you can't jump all the way to the top clouds and so it's hard to bounce you know to get some of those fruits so you missed a handful of them and i only got one one uh continue so even without really you know maximizing those bonus rooms i got to the third level with no major problems the third level is where it starts getting a little more difficult i think the second level has uh well, let's go through the levels because there's only five. I think that's probably a better way to do this. So after the introduction where you get to see the, uh, the sorcerer take your girlfriend and then you go find your, uh, your, your master who's going to take you on your quest, the first level is just a, a standard Kung Fu Shaolin Temple. Um, you, it's the most standard level in the game as far as you, you basically, there's a little bit of platforming, but basically it's all about learning how to fight. Uh, most of the enemies in the first level and, and I'd say about half the enemies otherwise take one hit birds most time take a hit snakes, you know, Mm -hmm. things you can just punch and kick and, and take out in one hit, but anything that looks like a person will most likely take two or three hits to get through. That's the difference between this one and the NES game. One of the big differences is almost all the NES enemies, except for the bosses only take one hit. Uh, and they do have a larger hitbox, uh, like Jeremy said. So the NES version is probably a little simpler, but also the TurboGrafx has lengthened the levels, have added some sections or rearranged those sections so that the TurboGrafx version has a little bit longer of a level. Uh, They're definitely different. If you knew the NES game and played this one, you'd recognize the differences, but it's not like they added stages. They just kind of reorganized things. Uh, The Shaolin Temple ends with the first boss fight you face, which is this... You know, giant Buddha statue with two hands that will have fire fly around the screen and a very slow pattern, and the hands will grab you and kind of raise you up in the air, which is also how you hurt it, because you kick the Buddha statue in the face, uh, but you also have to then dodge the fire that the hands are pulling you towards. Uh, very, very mm-hmm. straightforward boss. I don't think anyone's going to have too many problems with most of these bosses, to be honest, but uh, but they're all different, which is nice. It's not like Adventure Island, where every boss is the same with a different head. Uh, they are all different, and the first one is that Buddha statue with the two hands. I, I thought the first level was fine. Like it was a good introduction. It reminded me a lot more of NES Kung Fu and the fact that it was just this very standard, straightforward uh, platforming mm. sort of thing. Uh, but the second level, I think, is where it really kind of kicks it up a little bit. It's split into two different themes. The first half is a lava cave section, and the second half is an ice cave section. Yeah, which
1: was nice. I, I Honestly, a game like this, I had no idea how the levels uh, were going to skew. I didn't know how ridiculous the game was going to get. I didn't know if they were all going to be Kind of standard, yeah. Because that, that first one, I mean, it's it's a good starter stage. And you said Kung Fu, and yeah, you you definitely get vibes from that. Uh, But I was glad that you know, as soon as the second stage, uh, we we were kind of kind of getting
2: out there a little bit. Plus, well, you know, we get our ice stage early in the game, which is yes. always better than yes. hitting it late in the game. This one isn't really too bad of a ice stage at all. You get a, a little bit of slipping and sliding, but for the most part, it's 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 totally doable. I think my biggest thing with this one with this version of the game so far over the NES version is that the birds and shit in this game that's flying around in the air is my number one enemy. Uh everything oh, yeah. else is totally fine, but man these these flying things in Jackie Chan on the turbo graphics are just out to to beat your ass and there's you got to hit them just right. Uh or either you're you're going to hit them and and take damage or you're not going to hit them you're going to take damage. So it's but any time I saw a bird coming at me, I was like, oh, God, I got to get out of here.
0: Well, I think in the, the first and second level, those birds or, or even the snakes really are just more of a nuisance. They aren't so bad because the levels aren't designed in such a way that it's really going to drive you insane. I think I think level two has those birds that are frozen in ice that fall from the ceiling, explode into a bunch of different ice shards and then are also birds. But it was really level three where the birds started kicking my butt. So the boss level two is another kind of like large. Looks like an ogre thing with a like a, a ball and chain that swings around. You just sort of kind of make sure he hits the ground, he knocks some platforms up, You can jump on and then jump with him in the head. Again, not a crazy boss, but neat that it's different. Still very similar, but different than the first boss. Um, and then you go to the third level, which is the Rapids level. The Rapids level is the first level that has a long section of auto-scrolling. Thankfully, it doesn't kill you if you go too far to the left, but it does make it harder if you're not on these logs that are pushing you along the river. But it also has a section where you have to do some fairly involved platforming uh, going up. Like, you'll go through a series of uh, like mm-hmm. turtle shells you're riding on, and then you jump to the next platform, and you do the same thing. And, and if you fall down, you actually fall down several screens and have to redo them. All the enemies have respawned. You have to time it right. And that's the section where the birds generally bothered me more in a section of there, because they don't just fly at you, which would be bad enough but they do this circle thing first and then they fly at you. So if you're trying to dodge them and you don't realize that's the pattern they have, you'll get hit by a bird. It, the knockback in this game isn't terribly bad, it's not Castlevania, but it's still bad enough on these little platforms that I found myself falling and losing progress through several screens at a time uh, to, to go back then because if you don't fall, when you fall down one screen depending where you fall, you may not
1: fall on a platform so you fall down another screen. You may not miss a platform yeah. there, you fall back to the start. Oh, uh, I guarantee you, you won't fall one screen. You're, you're 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 good for at least a couple. Yeah, this is where uh, I think this is the first first little frustration I have with this game. Yeah, the birds are annoying as shit, but this is like kind of where it kind of where it kicked in. And yeah, it's not it's not a a damning knockback like Castlevania where it knocks you fucking you know ten yards back. But it's just enough. And I, maybe that's even worse. That's just enough. And yeah, when you fall, I, I, I can Like I said, you're not gonna fall one screen. You you're committed. To drop in a couple screens at least
2: and this is kind of where like it it helps to know what kind of power up you need to have so like if you've got the the spin kick power up like that helps a lot or the one that just kicks straight up in the air that helps a lot when you're riding on like the logs and stuff like that and the birds are coming at you That i I don't know about the it it gives you kind of like an invincibility move almost when those guys are around if you if a bird comes within like a foot of your foot, then it's it's dead. But if you can't get those power-ups, then you're kind of just left with his janky jump kick, which is not the best jump kick in the world. <laughs> There's too many times where I just did not connect with anything when I tried to do that jump kick, so I just kind of stopped doing it after a while. See,
0: I didn't have too many issues with um, those power moves, and we kind of forgot how you t- to mention the power moves, which is okay, because there are I don't want to say they're unimportant because they are useful, but it almost doesn't matter what the special is. So along with the health balls, you'll get from kicking and punching those frogs. They may drop one of four different um, attack moves. One is a spin kick. One is like a low ground spin kick. One is just like a, a straightforward kick that does a bunch like has a good range. And one is this kick that goes straight up in the air so that you can hurt anything that's above you. Uh, you get nine uses at once. Every time you hit up in the button two, it uses one of those attack moves. And then if you get another ball from a frog, it refills to nine or with whatever the next move is that you grab. Uh, unless you're constantly hitting up in two, you're not going to run out of those too often, uh, which is good. But when I really saved those fours, I wanted to make sure I had one of those attacks for the bosses. I think with with those attacks, especially the one that you kick up in the air, the first two bosses uh, with the attack where you just kick up in the air are almost cake. You just jump up, hit up and two. As long as you have six to nine of them, I think, you can kill those bosses and no problem. They only do one point of damage to you at a time, even though you have a six block bar. None of those attacks do more than one point of damage. So as long as you walk into that boss fight with... Six or so of those attacks and a full health bar, you can just spam the boss and have absolutely no problem beating those with the first two bosses. Uh, the the third boss is the first time that you actually have to—I uh, don't want to say use some skill, but you can't just spam on the attack. You actually have to dodge some attacks and and worry about platforming a little bit as you fight this giant mutant frog thing that uh, <laughs> that you have to fight on the on the uh, up in the air. I think if you have your psycho waves, this boss isn't too bad. But otherwise, you have to make sure you're you're avoiding those attacks pretty well because otherwise you would you know, run into the issue where you might die and then go back to the previous screen of a little bit of platforming and have to get back to the boss again.
2: Apparently the, uh, the wizard gets tired of you punching his, his frogs and he just comes up there and and makes this giant mutant frog with wings. Kind of cool. Like it's just another one of those little things, characteristics in this game. That's, that's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got, I think it's a spin kick, uh, it can pretty easily take care of this one. Cause really all he does is just float to the right side of the screen and barf some stuff at you. It's not too bad, but yeah, if you're, if you don't have anything, then you've really kind of got to rely on doing some, some accurate kicks and stuff like that. And that's, that's where things kind of get iffy with some of these bosses.
1: Yeah, you do. uh, Yeah. The first two bosses, I think lull you into a kind of a false sense of security, but yeah, hit detection does become a thing. Uh, with some of these later ones, and I, I was finding that to be an issue that really wasn't early on. So, like you said, you spam that that up attack, and you're you're fucking gold. It does not remain the case. But I, I will say at the same time, I was glad the game uh, was starting to get kind of a semblance of difficulty to it. I, I found, and and Jesus, by far, I'm no no expert at games. We've we've learned over the years, but I, I was finding the first couple levels, first two or three levels, were. Eh, had a little simplicity to them. At least they weren't difficult. So I was, I was good. I was glad to see some difficulty following into the game. And
2: I'll say throughout the game, I don't, I don't think it hit that annoying
1: level. I think it stayed just right throughout.
2: I think it it stays really light on the platforming so far. Yeah. You know, you've got that yeah. auto scrolling thing going on, or you gotta gotta jump, yeah. a, jump a little bit. But then this next stage in the clouds, like it goes full on platforming. Yes, and you have to actually be pretty on on your shit to get through this one because you got clouds you got to bounce around on you've got you know junk flying at you and a lot of the platforms that you're landing on are very tiny and i don't know if we mentioned it but he's got jackie chan's got this weird move it's not an actual attack or anything but if you're in mid-air and you just press down or hold down on the the control pad he'll just drop straight down and i think it's kind of made for for these platforming areas because he's He's kind of a big, awkward sprite. Otherwise, and it can be a little hard to to gauge exactly where he's going to land. And I think that just pushing down on that on the control pad reigns that in just a little bit. Plus, I think the boss in this cloud level is by far the most impressive. It mm-hmm. it impressed the hell out of me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's on the back of the box. This is this is like the flagship enemy of this game. Uh, the the boss at the end of of level four. Uh, which does have a lot of more platforming, and I would also say to clarify on the jump too. Your jump, while it, you are a big awkward sprite, your jump is fairly easily controlled. I don't, I didn't think this was like a very bad, like we've had some games with like really floaty jumps or really like touchy jumps. I thought that jumping and controlling this was good, but because he's so large and because there is some knockback when you get by things and, and whatever, it, you do want to make sure you use that down to land uh, whenever you can, if it's a, a difficult platforming section. But anyway, the boss of this level is like a giant pink Cyclops thing you have to fight. Uh, he is, He's the, the, the same character you'd see. I know he's on the back of the NES box and I'm pretty sure he's on the back of the Graphics box. It's a, it's
1: a cool boss fight holy shit this yeah uh, it's it's not often when I'm playing a game that I audibly gasp when I, when a boss pops up but I did for this one it, it's so fucking impressive and and impressive now like let alone put yourself back then. Like you know, you didn't see bosses like this, like big ass bosses that that look this good. Uh, this was like a, a a Contra level boss. You know, Contra is always that high bar, especially the you know on Super Nintendo, where on Contra Three, like those big bosses that take up so much room, but they still look good. They're still animated well. This is uh, this is right up there with any sixteen bit boss I've encountered
2: like the the nes whenever it wanted to pull off those big bosses like you were talking about with contra like it just had yeah. to make a big background sprite that you really didn't yeah. interact with and then it kind of yeah. had maybe little arms or something kind of like that you know contra waterfall boss or whatever mm, uh-huh. it, it, it's very static you know there's hardly anything that's moving around but like for this like you've got the big static thing that's sitting there but you got a fully anid, uh, animated eyeball mouth mm. you got these two giant hands coming at you like, it's fairly impressive for what it is. I know the Turbo Graphics is a f- decently powerful system, but a lot of the times you didn't see bosses like this on this system.
0: Especially in a game that would have been ported from an NES game, right? You figure that, yeah, they're going to dress up the graphics, but would they take that much time to really redo a boss like this? But they did, and it does look really good, and, uh, and it's good that he does, because I will say the last boss, nowhere near as impressive looking. However, the last level is easily the toughest level in the game as far as fights go. It's a long level with a lot of little sections. Uh, Mini bosses you have to fight the whole way through, just like longer, tougher fights. It's thankfully not a boss rush in it, but there are enough of these little mini bosses you're going to feel like it. Uh, I don't know if the NES game had this same length of a last level, but this last level, even if you watch like a good Let's Play of it, is probably a third of the Let's Play. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get through that level at the end, you will have to take on the sorcerer himself, which is a, I mean, it's its a, a guy who shows up and vanishes and throws things. I mean, it, it's not bad, It's but it's almost like one of those games where you fight your brother at the end, right? It's, it's nothing too exciting, <laughs> but it's there and it's fine. And of course, he has a sort of second phase. Uh, that was surprising. I will admit that the, the second phase of the last boss is not what I expected. Normally in a game like this, if you fight a character at the end that looks like a person, then he becomes this giant demon or something. You're like, whoa, he's like three screens mm-hmm. tall and he shoots fire everywhere. Uh, not in this. In this, he turns into a Spider-Man thing that you then have to fight
1: while you fall on clouds. I mean, it's decent, a cool-ass decent. thing. It is. It, it's cool. But I mean, they had to pull out some kind of gimmick. You know, a- 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 after the previous boss, you got to do something. Like because yeah, it was very underwhelming to begin with. But yeah, I, I, I like the old, you know, the old two-phase boss fight. I didn't see it coming. It caught me by surprise. It, it did its thing. It, it was it was pretty damn cool. Um, we've we've seen more impressive bosses in this game so far, though. But uh, yeah, I mean, a fitting end. You know, when when it wrapped up, I was like, okay, you know, that's 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 fine. It, it's 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 perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean like, it's, it's a minor complaint. I just
0: figured after the after the Cyclops boss, you're gonna see this oh, yeah. ridiculously yeah. large final boss, and said it was just like, all right, I mean that's that's fine, but not what I expected.
2: You get to kick his fucking legs off, though. It's I mean <laughs> you're falling down through the sky, and he doesn't really do much. He just kind of shoots some stuff at you here and there, but uh, for a climactic battle, I guess it's it's not too bad. Yeah, he could have could have easily been one of those huge bosses or whatever. But I was I was fine with it being a weird spider guy that you're literally kicking his arms off of while you're falling through the sky. It was neat. And if you manage that, which honestly, it's not too hard. You get a hell of an ending. Yes. For this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a long, good ending sequence with uh, cool credits where they've kind of taken the monsters of the game and put the developers heads on them. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's, that's a very yeah. TurboGrafx kind of end. This is a, I mean, and I'm not that I'm surprised it's an NES port. But I'm a little surprised because this is probably the most TurboGrafx game that I had never played on the TurboGrafx. This game feels, sounds, the, the size of the sprites being so big, the fact that it reminds you of, of you know, Super Adventure Island that we had talked about before on the TurboGrafx. Like, it feels like a very TurboGrafx game, and yet it's a port of an NES game that's not far off from this, but it's just not hmm. quite as, as
1: large and colorful. Yeah, you, you think you're surprised? You can only imagine my surprise when I concluded this one and said to myself, "I played a TurboGrafx-16 game, and it wasn't a pile of shit." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, it, this is by landslide. Got to be the best TurboGrafx game we played um, because I actually, you know, I I, play, I played through this one uh, without any, any, you know, any thoughts of self harm. So this is a high bar. For the TurboGrafx-16. That, very really enjoyable game. Very, you know, brisk game. Um, it had difficulty in the right spots, but I, I never was, was angry with it. I never felt like it was cheaping me out on anything. Um, an awesome boss in there throughout the game. And, you know, the last boss is good, too. And the ending's tremendous. I, I, I always love, you know, an 8-bit, 16-bit game that had... You know, a more substantial ending to it than a congratulations screen. Uh, so this one, this one checks all the boxes of a, of a, a solid sixteen bit game to me.
2: It's it's really well made, and as much as I love the NES version, I'm always going to have nostalgia for that version. But mm-hmm. if you put the two up next to each other, I would have chose this game. Not only does it look better, it arguably plays better. Uh, it's it sounds amazing it's it's a really well-made game and i think we can both conclude that the only reason that this is a good good turbo graphics game is because it's based off an nes game so (laughs) (laughs) that's the key thanks jackie chan for finally giving us a good turbo graphics game to play
0: Well, that's our thoughts on Jackie Chan's action Kung Fu with TurboGrafx-16. Uh, I would like to argue that that was not the only good TurboGrafx-16 game we covered, but we don't have time for that because now it's the time on the show where we answer your questions. And how do you get your questions to RetroVaniaX? you ask? That's an excellent question. Go to Retrovania.net. Scroll all the way down past all our social media links, links to our YouTube channel, everything you're Retrovania. And at the very bottom of Retrovania.net, there's a question form where you can put your question in and we'll answer it like we're going to do right now.
2: Uh, that's right and i got a hell of a storm going on outside right now but uh we've also got a hell of a storm of questions and for the first <laughs> time in in quite a while um i have had to go back to the good old email basket and, yeah. and pick some out because it, it took so damn long for us to get through the the, the previous notes that are the previous ones that i had wrote down in my notes so this time we're gonna start off with wanderlust pixie and she writes in to say or she was wanting to talk about a road show My husband and I are frequent travelers, spending days on the road, traveling from Winnipeg, Manitoba down to Orlando, Florida, man, that's a long trip. That is a long ass trip. About four years ago, my husband found your podcast and over the course of our trips, we've listened to all of your episodes. We, we're both avid gamers and both in our mid-40s, you guys are an absolute delight and are one of the only podcasts that we both enjoy. On our most recent trip, we picked up a 1UP Mrs. Pac-Man arcade unit, which will now take up residence in our living room. Have you guys ever tried one of these? What are your thoughts on those arcade 1Ups? Also, as major travelers, we love new foods and wondered what are some of your favorite places to eat outside of the USA. Thanks for filling hours upon hours of the road with humor and conversation.
1: Out outside of the USA, I mean, I I don't get out of the USA too much, and I, I, I I've been down to Mexico a little bit, and I just drank the entire time, the entire time. Um, but no, it's it, it's great. Like I, I love hearing that. I, I think one of the highest compliments that could be that could be given to you is that that you're good listening when someone's out on the road because I, I, when I'm out on the road, I'm very particular about what I listen to. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe they're on such a long fucking drive that they don't give a shit. And they'll listen to anything at that point in time. (laughs) I mean, once you're halfway through the United States, you probably will listen to anything. Maybe that's when we kick in. I don't, I'd like to know if you listen to us at the start of the trip. That's how we know we're good. But, uh, but, but no, thank you. Um, it's, it's always great. That's a, a damn couple listening to us, and you know, you're not arguing. Maybe we we brought you two closer together. I don't I don't know. Uh, you guys, uh, do you, do, you, do you get out of the United States much, and and eat, or do you just drink when you're out of the country? Also,
0: I've only been out of the country one time. I guess two. I drove into Canada, but that didn't really count. I wasn't there very long. Uh, but I've been to Barbados, and in Barbados, I ate a bunch of. Uh, spicy chicken that's really all I ate when mm-hmm. I was there it was awesome I enjoyed it and uh but other than that it was basically just eating like food here um I I'd love to I would love to travel more I just haven't been able to uh it's expensive and I have two small children and that's not fun to travel with anywhere so I'm I have not had a chance to go far that's one of the things I was doing when I'm 70
1: and then regret that I didn't do it when I was younger but I I will at some point oh, <laughs> oh yeah and and I forgot and on the arcade one up front um i i don't own any of them it's one of those things i walk by in the store and take a long look every single time it's like hey, i can sit one of those up i have played on them before i i'm not a big fan of like the the size of them i it's it's definitely a sit-down machine uh but i mean that's fine that's that's a very minor complaint um i haven't been around for the construction of them I, I'm, I'm told it's pretty easy to uh to put together. Uh I, the ones I've played on, and I've played on variety of them at this point, that play fine. Uh very authentic. Um it, it's 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 pretty cool just, you know, kind of kind of sitting there and, and playing through on a on an arcade cabinet, even though it's it's a it's a little smaller scale. I think I think it's a neat thing. Um I just, I have I have problems with the price point of it for it to be, you know, just a just a handful of games um but but other than that i think it's neat uh the the few people i know that have have several of them I, it's, it, it looks nice it's, it's great for a game room something like that um but i don't know I, I i think once you get a few of them and you kind of look at how much you spend you kind of look at what else you could have gotten um arcade wise at that point i don't have any of
0: the arcade one up machines and i i am kind of in the same boat not that i don't like them but I know that if I have one, I'm going to want more. And I'm going to yeah, want to fill yeah. my house with them. And then I will have to live alone in a van with a bunch of arcade one-up machines. Um, I do know some people that have turned their house into mini arcades. Uh, they are slightly smaller than full, full-size full arcade machines. They do have the little booster thing you can get for them, I think, that are make it so it stands up almost as tall as it needs to be. The only one I didn't buy that I wish I bought, because I haven't bought any of them. But there's one that they no longer make, and I'm very upset that I didn't grab it because it's the only one that I would not regret owning if I only had one and that's the burger time arcade machine. It, <laughs> it had four other games on, it, I think, but I don't care. I would only really play burger time on it. It's the burger time cabinet art more or less. Uh, it looks awesome. Uh, I do not have that. Uh, I don't have any of them. But again, I, I like the idea of them a lot, and I like that you can build them. and And I don't think the price point is terrible. Again, if you're trying to buy a bunch of arcade games, you're going to spend a ton more money than you would on these uh, on these arcade one-ups. But I do think some of the newer ones are a little more pricey. I think there's a Mortal Kombat one that's like seven hundred dollars. That seems a little high for playing Mortal Kombat and nothing else, right? So, uh, but but the early ones where you got like twelve games on it, or like the there's one that's a, a bunch of the. A bunch of Midway games and stuff on there. Like, I think those are cool. Like, if I, if I found them for cheap, I, I saw the Namco one was on sale one Christmas at, uh, at Walmart for, like, half off. And I almost picked it up. But my wife was with me, and she gave me a look that said, you better not pick that up. So I did not. Mm. But I think they're neat. I, I like them. But I also have those same collections of games on every other console. So I have to just, just re- relive that dream uh, on consoles.
2: I've always liked the idea of the one up arcade things. And there's a couple that I, I would genuinely like to have, like the Simpsons one that, you know, it's got the uh, the, the Simpsons arcade game on it that you can't really get on anything right now because I think the old 360 arcade one was delisted and it also comes with like Simpsons bowling, which is a hell of a little fun or fun little bowling game that's got a rollerball on there that you control it with. And a lot of them now have like online play. So you, if you want to do that, you totally can but I just a lot of them are so damn expensive like that Simpsons one is like 600 bucks right uh the the other ones that I want like Turtles you know those are like 500 600 bucks a piece it's uh it's getting to the point where you could just go buy an actual the real thing arcade machine and you know take up just almost just as much space with it so I it's they're really cool And, uh, you know, for the people that have like the little mini arcades that they've made in their rooms, I think those are those are pretty cool, too. But uh, I just do not have the money or the space for any of that. As far as getting out of the country, I've only been out of the country one other time in my life. And that was me and a couple friends went up to uh, the Canadian side of Niagara Falls and everything there was so damn expensive that we couldn't eat anything except for when I was coming out of a one of those little haunted houses like the, the 70 or so of them that they have on that that's road for niagara falls mm-hmm. and we were going in and this guy was coming out and he was like hey buddy you want a hot dog a eh? and he had like Whoa. he had a hot dog he's like i hadn't touched it man i just i'm not hungry anymore i'm like this made me sick i was like sure so i just took a random haunted house hot dog and ate it i don't know where it came from uh but it was it was fine you know if uh if i'm going to judge Canadian food by the uh, the random hot dog that a, a complete stranger gave me at a haunted house it was uh, I'd, I'd give it a seven out of ten so <laughs> why um, would you eat I, that I, what
0: Why would you have eaten that He not only just you didn't know where it came from he told you i don't want to eat this, I feel sick
2: like <laughs> I was <laughs> hungry you d- <laughs> I had been walking around Niagara Falls for like six or seven hours at that point, every place we tried to go to like. Even like just a water was like $7. It was ridiculous. And I, you know, I desperate times calls for desperate measures. And I, I had me a haunted house hot dog and it was, it was fine. I don't think he did anything to it. And if he did, well, he
0: did. <laughs> I like that. I judged you, but I ate a pit beef sandwich that a guy made out of a shopping cart at 2 a.m. in
1: Baltimore. So what do I know? Man. I have no right to Man. judge.
2: You can't judge we, me. I
1: mean, well, we at least know. Um, out of the three of us, the two people on this podcast have
2: ingested, uh, possibly the most piss out of the three of us, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it, Canadians, they've got free health care. The guy was probably healthy. So it's, I'm going to go with that. It was a completely fine hot dog. I did not get any sort of ill effects from it. So whoever you were random guy in a haunted house, thank you for, for giving me my one meal that I had that day. I, I appreciate Damn. it. Anyway, our thank you for writing in, Waterless, and, and it's always cool to hear anybody that wants to listen to us, especially on long trips. Where I'm kind of surprised you haven't had like marital difficulties because of us or something at this point. But mm-hmm. if you're if if that's what's happening, if, that, if that's what's working for you, then thank you for listening to us. We we appreciate it. Next question is going to come in from our old friend Kay, and he yeah. wants to know about ringtones. This is a this is something I haven't talked about in years. <coughs> We're all gamers at heart, and now that we're older and fatter, yes, definitely fatter, we are much less likely to get beaten up for claiming that <laughs> claiming that in public. Do you announce your hobby to the world by having a video game-related ring or text tone on your phone? I have several. My generic phone ringer is the Super Mario Bros. 2 opening theme. My generic text tone is the little tune from Galaga when a challenging stage start, mm. starts. Darts. My email notification is the coin up noise from Final Fight. Other tunes include the between stage interlude in Altered Beast, the World One music from Super Mario Brothers three, the Neo Geo startup tune. And finally, the Gauntlet Valkyrie, your your force, your life force is running out. My favorite one, however, is when my mom texts me Richter Belmont yells out, die monster. You don't belong in this world. (laughs) She didn't find it as funny as I did. Well, I. I don't have ten thousand
1: of them. Um, my 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 ringtone currently, I, and I don't do ringtones for each person. Um, but but my my current one is the Zora's Dom- Zora's domain um, from Legend of Zelda. Uh, and my, my text tone has been the same for years. It's it's you know it's the Metal Gear Solid. You know when you get caught, the exclamation mark pops up over your head. That little alert sound. Uh, it, it's that. It has been for a long time. It probably always will be. Uh, but th- those are those are really the the two I have, and I've kind of stuck with those for years. And I'm not really shopping around for any others. I think I've settled in on those.
0: Um, I shamefully don't know how to import new. Ringtones into my phone, oh, so I have oh, the boy. default ringtones. I'm very exciting. Very I have a ringtone. I may try. Sure I picked a phone ring that sounds like an old phone, and everyone's like, "You're an old sad man," and that's okay with me. <laughs> I will take it. Um, but otherwise, I uh, you know I wear video game character T-shirts. Uh, my phone background, 99% of the time, if it's not a picture of my children doing something for a week, it's some dumb video game screen. Uh, so everyone knows that I'm a giant nerd. I don't hide it, uh, but I don't need a ringtone to show it off either. It's pretty obvious. If you talk to me for five minutes, that's who I am and what I'm into.
2: I don't really have much of a ringtone at the moment. I I was really big into them back when that first became a thing, Uh, especially when like the, uh, the big, the first smartphones hit like the iPhone and everything. And you couldn't do it like uh, just putting it on your phone regularly. You had to go to a a a website, shady website and upload the thing you wanted to do. So it could like download to your phone as a ringtone or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah
2: yeah i had a collection of those and you know of course like the the metal metal gear solid um action music whenever that happens yes uh you know of course the uh the little exclamation point noise and stuff like that i was a, I was a huge metal gear solid fan back then and uh really just about any kind of video game thing i could get on a phone like i would it would be busting out those noises anything it did did you uh, I, uh
1: did you have any did you have any special ringtone on the uh, on your old Palm Pre? <laughs> Man, that fucking Palm Pre.
2: There's like three people that even know what we're talking about right now. I, yeah, right. actually, I, I did. I love that Palm Pre, and you could do anything loved to it. I love that fucking phone. Yeah, it was it was wow. so damn good. Uh, the the best phone that only lasted a whole year. But yeah, <laughs> it was it was a big deal back then. These days, I don't really do it. Like I said, if you have like a Google Pixel. And I don't know if this extends to like every Android phone, but like Google has a, a section now with the latest Android uh, latest version of Android, which is just like retro video game noises. And it's kind of like it's not the real shit, but it's pretty damn close. And it's kind of their own takes on it. And some of them are actually really good. I, I have a couple on, on my Android phone and uh, enjoy those. They're, they're not offensive. And they don't make everyone just like stare at me when when something comes on. So, Uh, but yeah, it's I don't have a problem with that. So uh, I I don't know if you guys still do uh, ringtones out there and stuff like that. But it is I did not think about that until Kay actually mentioned that for this question. I was like, wow, that was a thing that happened. That was huge back then. Like ringtones was a big deal, and it's it's just weird to think about stuff that just kind of stopped being a thing.
0: I I think it's it's. It's not that it stops. It's just no one cares anymore, right? Everyone's done it, so it's not a big deal. I will tell you, I did remember this. This has nothing to do with video games, but it is nerdy. Uh, for the first, I want to say, 10 years, I had a cell phone, uh, which, you know, I had them back when they had cranks on the side. But they, uh, my, my voicemail, when you called my phone, was the universal greeting from Transformers the movie. So it would just be... Oh, man. Bob yeah. weep, grana weep, nitty bong, beep. And I had that on until I got my actual first real office job when they they called me and they they left a message. It was like, I'm looking for (laughs) Jeremy (laughs) P. who's trying to come on as an I.T. professional. Like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Kay, for uh, reminding us of of the good old days. Those were those were fun back when cell phones were was a new thing and, and not just something that you'd constantly expect everyone to have. Anyway, next up is from Brian Adams. Ooh. And I don't, I don't think, oh, no, man. no, hold on. This is not, I don't think this is the Brian Adams. I could be wrong. Uh, he I didn't, think it is. He didn't say either, either way. I mean, we can, get, we can just, let's just go ahead and say, this is the Brian Adams. Wow. Uh, he is, he is, a, he listens to Retrovaniacs and he has written in to ask us what could have been something I ask myself every day. <laughs> If you could tell your younger self not to buy or rent a game, what is that game and what would you rent or buy instead?
1: Hmm. I, th- th- I mean, this is easy. I've spoke on this one. It's Predator for the NES. It, it, the first game that I spent my own actual money, as monies, and I was allowance money, you know, I didn't really do shit for it, but it was my own money. And, you know, sat there as a kid and fucking cried playing through that game. It was so fucking awful. I spoke of it many times over. Uh, What would I have gotten instead at that point? Any fucking thing else. Anything else. I'm sure there were a ton of good games at that point in time that I could have just went and and purchased, uh, even just going off the front covers of of games. Surely I could have found something better. Um, Otherwise, I mean, I've spoken of of the, the WrestleMania, the arcade game debacle. I picked up the Super Nintendo version of it, which was apparently very watered down. Um, I I definitely would have spent that money on the PlayStation version instead, which, of course, looked better. I had access to a PlayStation at the time, looked better, sounded better, had more characters. Um, But I I blew it. I I swindled a cousin of mine into buying it. But still, those are really the only two. If I could go back, I I would definitely tell myself to stay way the fuck away uh, from those two games. And, And I would have really put myself on the fence with the game gear. To an extent, <laughs> um, because I, you know, I I talk about I, I had a couple games on the Game Gear I liked, but man, the, the time I clocked in on that thing total, it's not a lot. Um, it was not suitable for being taken out on the road with a battery life. I you know, and if I was playing it plugged in at home, which I did quite often, it just you, know, you may as well jump on the damn console. Um, I don't know if I would say I regretted that one enough. It was If it was my own money, hell yeah. If it was my parents, so fucking, I don't care. Uh, but no, definitely those two games, the game gear, uh, maybe slightly on the field. I think I could go back in time uh, at
0: any point. If you just pick a moment in time in the last 20 years, just pick one of those times and say, hey, don't buy Final Fantasy VIII again. That would probably mm. be accurate because I've now bought it like 10 times and I don't We do that
2: water. every year and you still fucking I still buy it. still keep buying I... it.
0: Yeah. But but aside from that, which is um, I wish I was joking when I said that I I didn't buy it 10 times. Uh, Amagon. We've talked about Amagon, one of the bonus shows because it's my least favorite NES game of all time. It is a game that I bought for my birthday one year and it was not good and I would have bought any other game because there's not a worse <laughs> NES game that I've played. Uh, I'm 99% sure because this was at the, the uh, military exchange that we live near so there was only like a handful of games mm-hmm. at once. I'm pretty sure I turned down like Top Gun or Jackal to come home with Amagon and I went back and got Jackal later, thank God, because it's a wonderful game but man, Amagon is still my... Like, literally, like you play a game the first time and you want to cry. That's where I was with
2: Amiga. <laughs> Uh I, I've mentioned mine as well uh, a few times. Jeremy, what's that game that I hate? Um, that, that shooter? Uh, Alpha Mission? Yeah, Alpha Mission. Fuck it. Ooh. Um, Ooh. That was, uh, I, much like you, I had saved up for uh, Karnov for the NES. Ooh. And I think <laughs> I had gotten up to maybe 35, 40 bucks. And my stepmom took me into the mall. And we went into KB toys and that money was burning a hole straight through my pocket. And I saw alpha mission there on clearance. And, you know, as a kid, you don't really question why a game would be on clearance. So I just saw a cheap game that I could afford and take home right then and look at home. And yeah, you talk about wanting to cry, Uh, especially didn't help that it glitched. The very first time I turned it on and the background was just numbers. And I just thought that's how the game looked. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've been <laughs> completely fucked over with this one. Thankfully, turning it back on again cleared some of that up. But I was still left with Alpha Mission on the NES, which was, was not a great shooter. I just I was never a big shooter fan anyway. But as you do, when, when you buy a game, you play it a lot. And I played Alpha Mission a whole lot. And I still hate it to this day. I, I, <laughs> I'm never getting my money's worth out of that, especially when I could have just saved for another two weeks and got a far better game with Carnov. But yeah, unlike you with Jackal, I never got Carnov. I never uh, never saved up for it again. And by the time I did get money for a video game again, I, I bought something else. So
0: Well, you know, what? Was we'll a... have to rectify that this year for November, where we're only going to cover
2: Carnov oh. games.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, which isn't going to be because I think there's only two of them. But still... We'll have to revisit Carnival at some point.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I would love to to actually sit down and play through that game on the NES finally. Uh, But yeah, thanks thanks for writing in, Brian Adams. Always been a big fan. Uh, Next up comes... uh, Next question comes from Northern Butcher, and he's wanting to know about food combos. Hey guys, as always, keep up the great work. I was thinking about what kind of weird food combos that only you seem to like. Or putting foods together that shouldn't work but does to you my friends think i'm weird but the whole fries and the milkshake thing but i also love peanut butter with bacon and chocolate and potato chips have a good one lads cheerio i just want to say right now that nothing that you mentioned is weird all of those are totally fine fries and a milkshake is is one of the best things you can do, and no. chocolate with potato chips is, that was like my go-to break food at Target for like two yeah. years. They
1: sell those in bags you, so you can buy chocolate over potato yeah. you, you folks need You folks need to be stopped. Well, I will say you
0: if you didn't like those, perhaps you'd like Uh, this wonderful concoction that I've made several times because it's what I had in the fridge. So this isn't quite the thing where you're like, I love this, but this is things I will eat and I still like swallow it down, realizing that I'm probably eating pure garbage is uh, leftover hot dogs and scrambled eggs. And then I will cover it in some sort of hot sauce and probably wrap it in a tortilla.
2: Uh, Yeah. I I could get behind that one. I mean, you can eat a tortilla with most everything, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cut that hot dog. How, How much are you cutting the hot dog up? Are you like Fine,
0: I mean not not I like know. I not not like through a, uh, a cheese grater, but like you know just cutting yeah, yeah, like yeah. medallions,
1: hot dog medallions. <laughs> just great, just grating these dogs. <laughs>
0: Imagine how awesome that would look on the grater later.
2: Just, just the wife good. walks into you mid grating. <laughs> are you? You're grate you a dog, honey. <laughs> a hot dog?
0: What are you doing with that? That's for ice
1: cream topping. <laughs> Uh, great a dog that would be a topping on a dish, wouldn't it? Great, grate a dog on top of something. Yeah, on top of a fine I, steak. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of odd combinations. Like I, I don't have a lot of things that I put together and I think to myself, huh? These these aren't things that that often go together. Um Yeah, I y- y'all are so fucking weird. Just are eat things not- one at a, eat eat shit one at a time.
2: I, there's there's nothing wrong with mixing food together. Sometimes why are you just in works. such a why are you in,
1: why are you in such a hurry? You got to mix it, enjoy I, it. Un- no, time. it's
2: it's it adds an extra dimension to the flavor. Instead of just eating one flavor, you've got two on top of each other. It's like two peak people singing together. You know, it's it's like the Aladdin song. It gets really good when they sing together. Uh, of course it's good when they don't
1: you don't you fucking
2: compare chocolate and fucking potato chips to a whole new world oh i mean it's close when i first discovered it it was a whole new world at Target (laughs) in that damn break room i was like wow this changes everything i can eat i can fill my fucking mouth at this snickers bar and put these chips in there too Look like a goddamn freak but
1: see i think the things i i combine aren't like out of hand, like they, they, they seem logical. Like in my, at the hospital I worked at for a long time in our, our lounge, you only had a few different snacks and I would, you know, I would take Oreos and I would use kind of, I would take the Oreos apart. Um, and I would put peanut butter on both sides of them and then I'd mash them back together again. I, but that's, that's tame, right? Uh, that's super tame. They know it would be good Those Oreos, like, a little bit of grated hot dog. no. I would do that, and I would I would take I would take them apart. I wouldn't eat the filling, but the one side that didn't have the filling on it, I would slather peanut butter on it, press them back together. Um, and man, if I was really feeling it, I would get. We had these like little single, like you get in the old gas station, they give you the wooden spoon for it, little single things of like ice cream, chocolate or vanilla, if I can take your pick. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah. fancy. And and worst case, I would I would. You know, dip my Oreos in that with the peanut butter on them and, and have that. But I mean, those those are logical things that go together. Peanut butter and Oreos. I mean, I think they made peanut butter Oreos for a while because it, it's meant to be. What about ice cream and Fritos? Get the fuck out of here. Nah, that's I an honest thing that. I've done. You mix it in. I can I could do that. Yeah. It depends ice, on the ice cream. As, as, as salty as damn Fritos are? Oh, yeah. But that's why you get a nice
0: vanilla yeah. ice cream, like a very basic ice cream. It works out. That's like
2: where you get, the get like the Wendy's fries and dip them in the, the shake. Oh, you yeah. don't. Why, yeah, why, you is, do. that the why is that a thing? It's salty and sweet. Those are two things that go together. Oh,
1: God. It's, it's, it's fine. I,
2: growing up, if I've got two weird things, it's eating, uh, mixing corn and macaroni and cheese. That is weird. Uh, that, no, it's not. Damn it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a plate is ruined once the two of those things touch and i have also discovered well oh no two two other things i i think this is more normal than anything i get a mcdonald's cheeseburger it doesn't matter which one and i just put the fries on the burger oh yeah like, oh yeah oh yeah you put fries right. on a burger just fine all right so that's okay not too bad also i've discovered that mashed potatoes can literally go with anything
1: all so right you, now okay. you just
2: put you get you a big spoon of mashed pota- mashed potatoes or fork of it and whatever else you got on the plate just pick it up and you're good to go. And I haven't found anything that doesn't go well with mashed potatoes. You know, I'm gonna, you know, because those KFC bowls. Yeah, that's the whole concept. I, yeah, of
1: that. and and the potato, the mashed potatoes are the glue that holds that bowl together. Yeah, maybe there's something to that.
2: Uh, there was but a, the, but, a weird, but, but, uh-huh. uh, It was just a weird time where I was all about uh, eating like egg sandwiches with grape jelly on it. And uh, there was uh, one night where I got incredibly drunk and woke up my my girlfriend at like 3 a.m. demanding to know where the grape jelly is to put on my egg sandwich. And it, it turns out I actually just threw it away. But it it's you know, you, you get weird cravings for things at times. And that's just that's just how it goes. And you can only get that by mixing weird food, di- foods together. Sometimes people are disgusting. I, I think we've confirmed that we are completely disgusting at this point. So it shouldn't surprise any.
1: Hmm.
2: But anyway, thank you, Northern Butcher, for writing in and uh putting some of more, some more of our deepest, darkest secrets out there, okay, and this last question I saved just for Billy oh, for this yeah? episode because I know yeah? how much he loves to answer this one. I think we've had it actually on here before, but we've had some more games since then, so this one comes in from Mr. Buttons, and he wants to know what the worst one is. What is the <laughs> what is the worst game you've ever done for the podcast? Also, what kind of time frames do you take for each podcast, like time set aside for playing a game and the amount of time that's spent on each?
1: Well, uh, as far as the time I put into it, it depends on the game. Uh, you gotta imagine, like, I, I guess one of the good things about these retro games, or, I mean, tonight's game, what was this game, a good hour? Maybe. Yeah, an hour to if play that. through. If
0: you, if you know what you're doing, you can finish it in, in 45 yeah,
1: minutes. Yeah, so right? it's like, but it's, if, if it, I know if it's a longer game, I'll, I'll give it several hours. Like, I hate the I hate the idea of picking up a game, playing through it just for a few minutes, and then kind of stating, you can't state an educated opinion at that point. So if, if it's a game, I will try to play through it if possible. I, I, I think I don't give it time. Like, I don't say I'm going to spend this many hours as much as, I'll try to play through it or I'll get as far as I can with what time I have to put into it. Um, as far as the worst game we ever played is that fucking rings of power was the absolute (laughs) drizzling fucking shit. (laughs) And if, if, if ever, um, for some reason we had, if, if if that recording didn't record and, and Jeremy P was like, we got to do it again. Um, then, uh, then I wouldn't be back. Uh, that would be the end (laughs) of me. Um, I wouldn't do it. And what was that other pile of shit? Gym fire?
0: Uh We had Go several that I thought a, you were going to list. Yeah,
1: that's, I'd forgotten about Rings that, of Power, even though it's super recent. A gym fire is an honorable mention because that I was absolutely miserable every second I spent with that. Uh, but I think Rings of Power is the one time, the only time, and I love playing video games, was the one time um, in my entire life that I was playing a video game and thinking to myself, it's like, I could, I could be doing better things in my life than playing this game. Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should quit playing video games and, and <laughs> be something. Um, no, Rings of Power, miserable, horrible game. Um, yeah, it's it's like, I, I, and I was telling friends about, you know, oh, there's like, because I always ask, what are you guys doing next? And I'll tell them, I was telling them about this one. They're like, well, I never heard of it. And I said, like, well, you're fucking lucky. Uh, there's a reason. This game should be buried deep in the ground. And but the, yeah, Rings of Power, gym Fire close second, General Chaos, uh third place.
0: <laughs> um, I so so as far as time, yeah, I'm kinda like Billy. I want to play through a game if I can. Um, if it's a, a long game, like there's only been a handful of games, Rings of Power being one of them, that I didn't finish. Like we just did Super Mario 64. I didn't get all the stars, but I got I got over 70 so I could finish the game and and you know, took out the last boss. But I, I would love to have put in the extra time to get those other stars. I just didn't have time, and I still spent you know 10 12 hours just to get those 70 stars um you know we're doing five of these a month so if i can if i can reasonably put in uh, on a game that that is not uh super short if i need to put in 8 hours that that seems like a fair amount of time now if 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 we're supposed to cover a long game uh when we were asked to cover some some role playing games when, we, when billy and i did uh and Jeremy started when we all did fantasy star um you know that was when we played the whole <laughs> way through i spent a lot of time on that game um and and so You know, I can't do a bunch of RPGs for that reason, because I would feel bad not playing through the entire game to discuss the mechanics of an RPG. Uh, Some of these other action games you don't need to do that for, especially if it's a longer game, but I I still like to finish them, so... um you know, 10 hours is probably what I expect on each game, and if it's less, great. But if it's more than that, then I have to look at how much longer is it going to be? Do we need to push this game back? Do, is there something that happens later on that's going to change my opinion of the mechanics, of the, of the way this game works? But for the most part, I'd say I've beaten most of the games we've we've talked about. Uh, or at least, even if it was the save states, got through them so I could talk about the mechanics. Um, as far as the worst game we've covered... Now, I, I admit that Rings of Power was the game i got the least far in easily uh, i mean if you actually what you're supposed to do rings of power i i maybe got five percent of the way through the game uh but that's that side, i put a ton of time in to get that five percent and it was a very very frustrating game but but also i i enjoyed playing that only because i'd never played it before and it did try to do a lot of things just didn't succeed uh, i also didn't hate gemfire as much as billy but that was my honorable mention as well because it It's not a very good version of what those kind of games are. And then when I did figure out what it was, it's kind of stupid. But I I still at least figured it out. My least favorite game, though, because I never did quite succeed at it, is still Super Black Bass. Man, I've never been worse at a game in my entire life. I never caught a fish. That's
2: that's, uh, true.
0: I didn't even hook a fish. Like, I did nothing of value when I played that game for days. I don't know what my problem was. So that's probably the game that I would say is... Not not the worst game, but my worst experience uh, playing games on this podcast
1: was Super Black Bass. Oh, this is hogwash! It's, it's completely <laughs> ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you're not still playing it? Have you? You're supposed to play it till you caught one.
0: Uh, well, then I'd still Damn be. It. I would have had no other episodes after that. Every episode would be me just crying, but
2: I hadn't caught a fish, and you guys talking about the game of the week.
0: I mean, yeah, if you're I'm, like
2: our uncles, you you basically just have to dedicate your life to it. So yeah. And when Blockbuster
1: calls trying to get that game back, you fucking have a standoff with him. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't believe you're shitting on Super Black Bass. I, I I he's not really shitting on it. He was just bad he shit, at he's it. Sh- he's shitting. he's I'm, shitting. I said
0: it's my worst experience. I didn't say it was the worst game. I'd say mechanically the worst game we played is, is Gemfire. But I think you. my least take fun... The least amount of fun I've had playing a game on this podcast was easily Super Black Bass. You thought, you I bet you thought General Chaos sucked an ass too, didn't you? I did not like General Chaos, but again, much like Rings of Power, I mm-hmm. think it tried to do things it didn't do very well. Uh, also, I at some point we revisit that game uh, now that we've gotten a few episodes under our belt since covering it, but not right now. Right now, we're going to see what Jeremy's least favorite game was.
2: I would probably go with gym fire as well just because it was it was almost torture to get oh, through wow. and i'm I'm one of the guys yeah. that likes those kinds of games, so it was you, uh, did
1: you you liked it over over rings of power
2: i I mean if I had to sit if you had both of those right next to each other and a gun to my yeah. head, I would Oof. probably I would probably pick rings of power. I'd, just be, I'd pick the gun
1: i'd pick the
2: gun <laughs> well you know if the gun was an option then sure but you know if, if i had to choose one of those two games i, I would probably pick rings of power i just Jim mm, fire was so yeah oh it ah man that one was was absolutely rough rings of power was just so completely i i couldn't figure it out you know it was one of those few games kind of like jeremy of super black bass i just couldn't figure it out i didn't know what the hell to do so uh, that one was bad, but I think that there was one uh, going back through all the podcasts not too long ago. One that was actually, I remember being really rough for me, was uh, the Super <laughs> st- the super Star Wars episode where we covered like uh, the original and Empire and Jedi. Oh, yeah. And I loved those games as a kid, but going back and playing all three of those episodes or all three of those games. Oh, and you, this- you, you, you You can
1: hear... The you can you can hear the energy drain out of all of us as that
2: episode goes on. It was a long ass episode too because we covered all three (laughs) of those games. If you if you want an endurance episode, go listen to that one Uh, because that is three games of of nonstop Star Wars and you know it's as a kid like I said I really liked those games but you Mm -hmm. know that was divided by like years between those games coming out. And then having to play them all, which kind of goes along with the other question of how long does it take you to play these games or what time do you allot to them? I it, it took a while to play through those games again for the podcast, and it was torture to get through those. And it to the point where I was like, I don't think I like these games anymore. <laughs> like whatever nostalgia I had for the first two is just kind of gone because uh, they're, they're not very good games anymore. It was cool to have a, a, a good Star Wars game back then that looked neat and sounded good but like trying to play those games now, they just do not, they they have not aged well at all. And that whole episode was, was rough to get through. So probably that one, if it was up to like, if it was a, a game that I enjoyed coming into it and, and how much I just did not enjoy going out of it, because at least with, with Gemfire and Rings of Power, I, I had no expectations going into what those were, but with Super Star Wars and those games, I was a huge fan of those. And I was just kind of depressed by the time we got done with that one. So I think that's uh, that's going to do it for me. And I think that's going to do it for questions this week. We're finally getting making some headway in here, guys. So uh, maybe next episode we can we can do a few more and, and get a few more of these down. But anyway, if you want to go ahead and add yourself to the queue, go to retrovania.net, scroll all the way down. Check out that cool ass submission form. Submit to it yourself and press the submit button. <laughs> That was the mm. weirdest mm. sentences I've ever said, um, and uh, we, we'll we'll get your message and we'll we will read it on here. So also check out our Discord. Uh, there's a, a lot of these questions come from our from people on our Discord, mm. and uh, it's a, it's a pretty cool place these days. Cool place for cool kids.
1: That's and right. And keep, always keep, keep your the-
2: keep your food separate. Damn it! Stop <laughs> mixing that food
1: together.
0: Uh, it, it, Discord is always a good time where they do not like mixing food together. But uh, you can always find the link for that in the comments or in the description I mean of the uh, of the episode also guys I want to point out that last question when everyone talked about the worst games that we've covered none of us picked TurboGrafx-16 games because it's a superior system and that's going to do it for us today we will be back with another episode God in a few it. weeks plus yeah, you better hurry we'll you better hurry we'll up and, and wrap on this on one up we'll talk insane. to you next
1: time